Life Audio. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? Or have you been in a season where it feels like He's completely silent? Have you been praying for a way to learn how to hear His voice more clearly? Hey friends, I'm Rachel, host of the Hearing Jesus Podcast. If you are ready to grow in your faith and to confidently step into your identity in Christ, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. And today I have my new friend, Kiwi, joining us. And Kiwi is somebody that I think you're going to really enjoy hearing from. Kiwi is described as being power and joy rolled into one, which I love that. So Kiwi, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Rachel. Thank you for having me. And thank you for, I just want to thank the Lord for this day, for for uh, making me, uh, you know, be in your podcast today. <laughs> I'm still like foggy, but, but it, will, it will click. It will click. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. For those that don't know, um, you have been somebody that has been an advocate and have grown up through the Compassion Program. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be really helpful to just give people a glimpse into your journey, your personal journey growing up in the Philippines, yeah. and maybe some of the challenges that you face and anything else you'd like mm -hmm. to share about compassion or how you became involved with compassion? Yeah, so um, Rachel, I was born and raised in the Philippines. Uh, my parents, they're so poor. Uh, they can hardly provide for, for food for themselves. Um, I have like three brothers ahead of me who died because of lack of medical attention because they, they don't have the money to take my mom to the doctor for prenatal care. So they weren't able to survive. But after that, I was born in another sister. And I always uh, talk about like, I remember growing up in the Philippines that the, it was so difficult that there are several nights. It's always about the food because it's the basic necessity. Mm -hmm. We would beg, me and my sister, we would beg our parents, Mama, Papa, we could not sleep because we were still hungry. But even my parents would give up the food that they're about to eat, which is most of the time it would be rice and soy sauce or rice and salt. It would still be not sufficient. Of course, it's not very nutritious. And I remember uh, vividly when I look at my neighbor's window to pretend to watch their television from outside of their house. There was this one neighbor who went abroad and, you know, had a lot of money. So we were so excited to watch TV. But I would look at their table and see food and wonder why do they have food to eat and, and we don't. But the, the main thing is, I remember when apples were imported from America to the Philippines. And me and my sister, we would beg our parents in, in the wet market, telling her like, hey, mama, we just want to taste an apple. But even a rotten apple, my parents could not afford to buy. So this is just a glimpse and a picture of how we live in the Philippines. But you know what, Rachel, even when life was difficult, God is there. He's never stopped looking at us. He was there when we were formed in, in our mother's womb. So he's there. Um, one day, my dad was always drunk. Pick up a track from a floor. 
I don't know if if you're if the listeners would still know what a track is. It's a reading material about Jesus. <laughs> and in the track it says to go to a crusade. My dad went to a crusade and heard about the love of God. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I think he um was able to kind of like connect with that because he lost sons and mm. and in that crusade he received Jesus as his lord and savior. And I kid you not, for the very first time, my dad went home sober. Wow. When everybody said that your dad, he, he's not going to change. He's, he's, he's going to die an alcoholic. But the word of God says, nothing is impossible with me. So when he went home, my mom was so surprised. What is wrong with you? Why are you sober tonight? But my dad said, you know what? I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and we need to go to church. So he brought us to church. And this is where I got connected to the compassion program because that church has a compassion program. And the pastors and the staff there, they said, hey, since you, you don't have a lot, you're very poor. We want to um, register your daughter in this program. I was seven years old at that time. And I wow. waited for a sponsor, Rachel. And I prayed to God. I didn't even know what it was, but I just prayed to God that, hey, I, uh, Lord, I want I want somebody to be there for me, to to come alongside with my parents to support me. And at the age of seven, somebody from Australia picked up a packet, my packet, and he started to sponsor me. And the very first thing in his letter, he said, Kiwi, you are pretty and Kiwi, Jesus loves you. At that time, I don't know, uh, in our culture, we don't really tell our kids, oh, you're so beautiful, you're so pretty, you can be what you want to be. But that person who doesn't even know me, who didn't see me, who is not blood-related to me, told me that I was beautiful. And I don't even understand what the word is. <laughs> because my parents doesn't even tell me that I was beautiful or I was pretty. And then later on, I begin to realize, Lord, as I was reading the Bible, is this how you see me? That I'm beautiful and wonderful in your sight. That I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That I am a child of the one true God. I would go to the compassion program in a church. And there I've learned a lot about, um, about Jesus. About how he cares for the little children. All the children in the world. Made be red, yellow, black, and white. He cares. He provides. And that he has a plan. He has a great plan for me. His plan is not to harm me. His plan is to protect me, to protect me. His plan is to prosper me and not, and not to harm me. That verse is Jeremiah 29, 11. But there's a following verse after that. And it says, seek me and you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. I begin to open the word of God. I begin to read the words of God. I begin to believe that those words are true. And I begin to build my faith as I listen, as I listen to the words of God for my life. In high school, of course, when we receive Jesus, our life is not going to drastically change. You're not going to be rich right away or you're not going to be uh, not sick because you received Jesus. Some, maybe some. It, it works miracles for them. But for my experience, we're still poor when we receive Jesus. But our life changed um, slowly as we put our faith in God. In high school, I, I told my mama, Mama, I, I really want to go to college. 
But even my parents would double time, would triple time working in, in their jobs. It would be impossible. But yet again, the word of God says nothing is impossible with me. And my mama said, okay, Kiwi, let's pray because God will provide. In the Bible, it says, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. And you know what, Rachel? <laughs> that year that I was about to graduate high school, Compassion told me, Kiwi, there's um, a new program that we launched to take kids from um, high school to college, and they're going to pay for everything. And you know, I was wow. able to be in that program. The first few students was able to go to college and take up a degree. Wow. I thought before we just pray to God and then God doesn't, you know, we, we just we just come to him, but God talks to us. We just need to be open yeah. and listen to his voice. The very first time that I, because your podcast is hearing God's word, the very, mm -hmm. very first time that I heard God's voice, of course, I read the Bible and then he talks to me through the Bible. But in high school, I went to this um, high school re retreat. I went to a Christian school. I went to a high school retreat. And I know, I know that God exists, but he hasn't really communicated with me at that point. Mm -hmm. And I said, Lord, if you're really, really real, are you there? Are you really true? I want that pastor to pray for me. But there's 2,000 students in that retreat. It was seemed so impossible. And he, I was so far away. I was at the back. And I closed my eyes. I was just praying to God. And when I opened my eyes, that pastor was praying for me. Wow. And God was telling me, I am here. I see you. I, I am real. Sometimes... When when we are in a difficult situation, sometimes we forget that God is there. He is close to the brokenhearted. Yeah. Um, he's there. He is not against us. He is for us. And he has a plan to to give us the best life that we we can have. The the, the plan that you know, sometimes we have a lot of plans in our lives, but God's plan still prevails. God's plan is the best for us. So I was able to go to college. I'm sorry. I'm just so emotional today. No, it's so um, powerful. And let me just pause there mm -hmm. for a second. Mm -hmm. Those words that you said mm -hmm. that God said to you, I think are something that resonates with so many of us. Those words, I'm here, I see you, and I'm real. I think so many times we have this desire to hear God's voice, but there's this insecurity, especially with women, to to think, okay, is this God's voice? Is this my own voice? Is this my own emotions? And so feeling God's presence in that way is powerful. And I'm so thankful for the role that compassion played in mm -hmm. in not just the physical poverty that you were experiencing, but even spiritual poverty yeah. and, and, and what the exposure to the gospel did, because we know that God has a plan and a purpose for our lives, but the way that compassion exposed 
you to the gospel, not just one time, but through even just discipleship and growing up with that. I think that is such a powerful example of how the hope of the gospel changes things for us. Yes. Um, Because if, you know, if there's a a pastor who told us before, like if you teach a person to, if you give a person fish, then they would live for a day. But if you teach a person to catch fish, then they will live forever because they know how to to do it. So the physical poverty is just a manifestation of our spiritual poverty sometimes. And and it's hard to break that cycle of poverty just get, but just by giving physical food or shelter or 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 the conveniences in life but the real poverty is in our heart in our minds if we don't know how rich our god is then we will still live in you know the poverty mentality that you know we always yeah. would lack something even if we have everything yeah so God is always there since the beginning of my life. So when I was formed in my mother's womb, he was always there guiding me. And you know what? Um, I, um, 15 years ago, I came to America to, I didn't tell you, I was able to go to college and graduate as a physical therapist. That's why I came wow. to America to work as a phys- physical therapist. Wow. And from from coming here, I, w- I would always ask the Lord because he knows everything. He is the best plan. I would ask the Lord, Lord, is this your plan for me? What is the next step that I'm going to do? It's not because we're puppets, but because we believe in the Lord that is the has the best plans for us. And I don't want the mediocre plans that I have for my life. I want the best plans. And... I came here because he told me, so one Sunday, I was in the Philippines. I told the Lord, Lord, I don't know what's my next step. When I go to the the church, I want the the pastor's word to be your specific word for me. And the verse is, it says, go out of your country. Go to the land that I will show you and you will be a blessing. That's a word for Abraham. And I said, Lord, is that for me? How am I going to go out of my country? I don't even have money to go out of my country. If it's your will, Lord, it's your bill. You're going to pay for everything. (laughs) And I applied online to be a physical therapist in, in, in Georgia, in Georgia in the state of Georgia. And my employer told me, okay, Kiwi, we want to pay for everything to come to the United States. And that was 15 years ago. 11 years ago, I got married to a wonderful man. He's from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I invited my parents to come to the United States to to be at the wedding. And remember the apple story? After the Mm -hmm. wedding, I invited my parents to an apple orchard. And... (laughs) It was just telling my parents that like, hey, God has provided for us. And my dad, he was picking up apples from the ground, you know, the apples that drop from the tree. And I told him, no, no, dad, that apple is rotten. God withheld that rotten apple years and years ago because he has something better for us. He can do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. Imagine we're picking up apples from the tree right now. And I know in that moment, we're just celebrating of the goodness of God. We're just in so much joy for what he has, you know, he has brought us in in that moment. And I know that I, and I believe that God has blessed us not to just keep it to ourselves. God has blessed us to be a blessing to other people, to be his hands and feet to other people. You know what, Rachel? Um, there's a saying that says hurt people, hurt people, but you know, blessed people, bless people. Mm -hmm. I am now a sponsor of four children 
and uh, two from two from the Philippines, and the other one graduated already. One from Haiti and one from um, Bolivia. And six years ago, I went back home, saw my sponsored children. It was just so amazing to see them. Imagine I was a little kid before. Now I'm sponsoring uh, two kids from my own country. And um, just last October, I went back home again and saw my sponsored child. Her name is Carla, and she's now 16 years old. For nine years, I've been sponsoring her, and God has not um, stopped providing for me to sponsor this kid. But but it what he did is to build my faith to change this other person's life through me. And she was telling me that life was life is hard. Um, her dad left them, but I told him, God is with you. He has never forsaken you. He is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Keep on building your faith because you will be surprised on what get God can do to you and God can do through you, like what yeah. he has done for me. So yeah, that's powerful. You know, last month on the podcast, one mm-hmm. of the things that we did actually last fall is we went through the Gospel of Matthew. And mm-hmm. of course, the end of Matthew ends with the Great Commission. And one of the things that I've been trying to help our listeners understand is sometimes the Great Commission means, yes, you go and you serve and maybe it's a mission trip or you work on the mission field. Mm-hmm. You're serving in some capacity. Other times it means supporting those that are. And I think the partnership with Compassion is such a powerful example of that because Compassion is working all across the globe in so many ways to not just meet these physical needs and education needs, but spiritual needs. And so I love this idea of being able to come alongside of what Compassion is doing and, and being somebody that can uh like you said speak life into into these young lives like you hearing for the first time somebody say your sponsor say you're beautiful and mm-hmm. god loves you my goodness that's powerful and mm-hmm. i think that's part of sponsorship that sometimes people overlook that it's mm-hmm. not just about this financial contribution but it's this development of a relationship where you can speak life in a mm-hmm. powerful way could you maybe share just a little bit about your relationship with your sponsor and what mm-hmm. that meant to you over the mm-hmm. course of your life well, at the time, because it's just snail mail at the time, I don't get like a lot of letters, but every letter I treasure because he would send me verses that speak life. And then every time I, he writes me a letter, even if it's very, very short, I would always imagine like this man or this couple is very busy in their life, but they stop to sit down and write this letter to a very poor girl in the Philippines that they didn't even see. And I I brought that with me. And, you know, when I, when I finished college and everything, I I took my, my, my licensure exam in my heart. I was always praying to God, Lord, I want to see them. I want to, I want to see them. I want to personally say thank you to them. You know, every year in in our church, we have a prayer and fasting. And I prayed for, I want to meet my sponsors. In January, I prayed for that. And you know what? March came, a group of Australian sponsors came to the Philippines. And because my sponsor is Australian, they gave, they asked me to give my testimony. And after that, they invited me to go to Australia and meet my wow. sponsors. <laughs> wow. 
And I was just so overcome with joy and like tears were flowing because God answered my prayer to tell them, thank you so much. You didn't just change my life. You changed my family. And I know one day you will change my community. You know what, Rachel, my mom became a pastor of a small community church in the Philippines. Praise God. Before the pandemic, we opened our a kid's ministry in our own backyard. And we name it to God be the glory kids church to give him all the glory for what he has done mm-hmm. in my life. One person's decision to, to be partner with compassion and change to actually to, 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 to say yes to the call of God, because this is God's heart to help yeah. the needy, to help the poor, to help the yeah. orphans. And it has become like a ripple effect from yeah. one sponsor child. Now I'm sponsoring four children. Because of what my sponsor um, said yes to. Yeah. And, you know, the impact that Mm. that makes across generations, Mm. like even the children that are coming and listening to your mom. Mm. I mean, the seeds that are planted, we have no idea how God is going to continue to multiply those until we get to the other side of heaven, you know, maybe. But on this side, um, it's so powerful to think about what God is doing through the obedience of just Mm. saying, yes, I'm going to make the decision to sponsor a child. And, you know, um, one of the things that I think is so powerful is recognizing that um, this is this is a program that has been around for quite a long time, mm-hmm. and it's a program that's going to continue for a long time. And so, being a part of God, what God is doing globally, God's heart for the nations, I think is so important because I think sometimes as believers we have a tendency to say, "Okay, God, this is my plan. I want you to bless it." But instead, my prayer has been, God, show me what you're doing and how I can come alongside of you and how I can be a part of what you're doing. And so I love that we can see that with compassion, what Mm -hmm. God is already doing. And we can come alongside with our finances or with our prayers or with our letters to come alongside what God is doing and make Mm -hmm. such a difference in a very, very real way. Yes, yes. And Compassion is very strategic. They only partner with the local church so that the gospel of the Lord will be spread, um, especially on the hearts of the young people. Sometimes it's hard to to share the gospel on adults already, but the young people who is tenderhearted to tell them that God loves them in spite and despite of their situation. And um, it's, of course, it's very Christ-centered and child-focused. And everything that we do or, or, or the ministry does, it's always pointing to, to give God the glory. Mm, and that's that. very, very important. I love that so much. I'm so thankful for the way that God intervened in your mm-hmm. life and the way that um, you can just see his fingerprints on yeah. your testimony. Um, one of the things that I always do on the show is I always uh, pray for our listeners because I think it's a powerful way to help them understand that what we talk about on the show is not just head knowledge, but we mm. want it to seep down into our hearts. And so I wanted to ask if you would perhaps pray for the person that's listening that maybe mm. is on the verge, like maybe they've been, you know, we've been talking about this for a couple months now, this partnership mm. with compassion, maybe they're on the verge and 
they're, they're, they're just maybe waiting for a sign. Like you had said before you were asking God for a sign, perhaps they're right there. Um, I think maybe speak to that person. And then Mm. if there's anything else that you'd like to share, I think that might be Mm -hmm. helpful too. Mm. But I, I want, I want the listeners to know that compassion is an organization that I fully support and fully Mm. believe in. Not only does the tithe of the show go towards compassion, but actually this morning I sponsored five more kids from Rwanda because I'm constantly (laughs) on the website, like, okay, Mm. Lord, just show me. And if we get any extra, Mm. you know, money in from the show. I'm like, what, what can we do with this? How can we, how can we do this? And so we've done things from on the show, even in this past year, we've given for Bibles or given towards different projects, but sponsorship is such a unique and special privilege. It's not even just a financial obligation. It is a privilege to be able yes. to have an opportunity to speak into the lives of these young people. And so I'm so thankful for that. So mm-hmm. anything that you would like to share mm-hmm. as we close out today, and then if you wouldn't mind praying for those that are mm-hmm. listening today, I'd really appreciate that too. Yeah. Um, yes, Rachel, I believe that sponsorship is just not because we have the resources to do so, but it is, um, stretching our faith, faith in the Lord. We do everything uh, with faith because without it, we can never, ever please God. I just want to quickly share, like when I sponsored my first child, I didn't have, um, uh, a job, like a, (laughs) like a regular job. I just told the Lord, if this is your will, you're going to provide for it. And then I, I met this one um, 15-year-old boy. He's sponsoring his own sponsor child. And I asked the mom, how does he do it? He's just 15. I was 20 plus at that time. And, he, and the mom said, you know what? Jordan is the name of that boy. He said, she said she, he plays the guitar really, really well. During the Saturday or, or Friday, he would go out on the street and would play the guitar and would put his sponsor child's picture there. <laughs> and he would say he's basking for his sponsor child. Oh, and I wow. said, if that 15-year-old boy can do it, I, I can stretch my faith and believe in God that he would provide for me to provide for this child. Our God is a rich God. He just wants to stretch my faith, to trust mm-hmm. in him, to, to partner with this child so that you know the, the, the glory of God would be revealed to other people. So I would encourage them to not just you know, think, oh my gosh, how my budget and everything. Of course, that's very important, but also to seek God's will on this, to yeah. seek if this is what God wants for them. And if it is, God will provide. And I kid you not, <laughs> years and years that I've been sponsoring my sponsored children, there is never one month that I said, oh, I cannot sponsor them anymore. <laughs> and it has given me joy to know that God gave me this ability, this opportunity, this privilege to be able yeah. to to sponsor a child. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. And mm-hmm. I think that that grows our faith when mm-hmm. we see how God provides. You know, sometimes yes. we take that step of faith not knowing. Mm-hmm. Like even even today, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is five kids. But mm-hmm. I have faith that God is who he says he is and he's mm-hmm. going to do what he says he's going to do. And so part of it becomes just this joy of thinking, okay, mm-hmm. God, how are you going to provide this week mm-hmm. or this month? And seeing what he does, it's just um, our God is a creative God. I think sometimes yes. there's been so many times where 
we have been wondering where the money was going to come from. And then God surprises us yeah. or, you know, God math is different than human math too. I think sometimes uh, we forget about that aspect of things. Mm -hmm. And so I think the, the primary thing is that call to obedience, yes. that, that obedience portion is the primary thing. And then when we step out in obedience mm -hmm. in faith, we see God show up in some powerful yes. ways. I, I love that so much. Yes. Um, I just want to pray for your listeners and um let's pray okay lord god we just want to thank you for your goodness your grace your faithfulness in our lives god lord uh thank you for your presence thank you for the holy spirit who is always guiding us lord i pray that you would build our faith as we listen to your words i was as we read your words you would stretch our faith and Lord, help us to trust in you, to obey you, to obey your words. Because, Lord, your whatever you say in your words that um, would require obedience of us, there's always a promise. And those promises, Lord, they are beautiful. They are the best life that we can ever live, God. Lord, I pray that what, wherever or whatever uh, the listeners are doing right now, Lord, be with them, uh, meet them in their needs, Father God. If they have something that is difficult that they're going through, Lord, always remind them that you see them, that there are that you are there for them, God, and you hold them by your right hand, God. Lord, I pray that whatever decisions that um, the listeners are going to to um, have this year in this in the start of this year, Father God, Lord, guide them in whatever decisions and everything that we do, Father God, you bless them, bless the works of our hands, Father. Lord, we also pray for the children that are waiting for their sponsors, Father God, Lord, embrace them and may your presence be so evident in their lives, Father God, Lord, always provide for them. On, on the days that are crying, God, Lord, embrace them, Lord. Lord, I pray for um, all the people that is going to listen to this podcast, Father God. May your words not return to you void, Father God. May it uh, produce fruits, fruits that last, Father God. Lord, we love you. We honor you. We thank you for all the goodness that you have showed to us, God. You are a good father. In your mighty name, this we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. So for anyone listening that would like to join us in sponsoring a child through Compassion International, there's a couple things you could do. You could head to compassion.com forward slash hearing Jesus. And one of the things that I love, we started last month, is the first 100 children that are listed are children that are specifically vulnerable to exploitation. And mm -hmm. that was important for me because I think being on the mission field, I've seen what that looks like firsthand. And we bumped some of those most vulnerable children up the first hundred children you'll, you see are the most vulnerable. And so um, I would encourage you to go to the website, compassion.com forward slash hearing Jesus to take a look. And then you can also text to give. You can text 83393. You can um, text the words hearing Jesus, and then you will automatically get back a child to sponsor. But if you want to pick a child and you can go by age or gender, or you can even pick maybe a child that shares your same birthday, there's lots of options there. 
Um, but one of the things that Compassion is doing that's incredibly generous is for anybody that sponsors a child through this link, through the Hearing Jesus link, they are sending a copy of my book, She Hears Learning to Listen to Jesus as a thank you gift. And so if you've been waiting to get your hands on a copy of that book, that's a great way to do two things at once. And, and I'm confident that both of those things will be a blessing to you. So Kiwi, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm looking forward to just keeping tabs on your story and what God continues to do in and through your life. Thank you, Rachel. It's such an honor to be in your show today, in your podcast. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. Bye. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you in your walk with God, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, bonus content, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you. Know that you are so loved. Keep going.